Hello and welcome to episode four, series two of the Rock and Road podcast. This is Leona Graham. Thank you for joining me. On this week's episode, I feature a Ford Transit Trend Eco Blue. That's not the colour of it. That's something to do with the engine. And my celebrity guest this week is Oscar Conlon Morrie, who stars in the musical Only Fools and Horses, which is brilliant. Plus a couple of album recommendations and loads more. This is the Rock and Road podcast. I'm outside with a Ford Transit Trend. Two litre, eco blue, double cabin, and this is the high top version. So it looks absolutely enormous and it takes over my whole driveway. It's in a frozen white colour and so far I absolutely love it. Now, the Ford Transit has been a household name for many tradespeople for over half a century. This latest generation is a far cry from its predecessors. This particular Transit is a brand new 70 plate, fourth generation model. So this is larger. You can carry six people, including the driver, plenty of cargo space in the rear. And let's get inside and take a look. Well, first things first, no danger of losing the keys because they go in the ignition. You can hear the engine start and stop. So there isn't that confusion that I've had where when I get out the electric, I think, have I turned the car off? Is it on or off? What's going on? The Eco Blue is particularly important because it's Ford's latest line of more eco-friendly diesel engines, especially in London where there's all kinds of emissions rules. Um, this would be suitable for even London. The Eco Blue system uses Add Blue, like you get on an HGV, to convert the emissions into nitrogen and water, which reduces the vehicle's emissions and it's a much cleaner running diesel as a result. This fourth generation Transit is a big improvement in terms of interior quality and comfort. In fact, the interior on this newer model is similar to that of the current Ford Focus. Similar dashboard layout, and I'm pleased to see an actual dashboard having been in that Tesla recently. And one of my favorite features is a compass. Now, before the days of sat-navs, I used to have a compass that I'd bought in Halford stuck onto each of my cars. That's how I would navigate to different places. I'd have a rough idea on the map before leaving, and then I'd follow the compass. I think, well, I'm, I'm heading south. As long as I'm going with the S on the dial, I'm heading in the right direction. It does have a screen, though. It's situated in the middle. Dex is going to demonstrate this now. Press on. There you go. And it features Ford's SYNC 3 infotainment system. This enables you to stay connected and control your phone, music and navigation system. So you can either use voice commands or the touch screen. And apparently you can call up a list of local restaurants simply by saying, I'm hungry. Now, this has got automatic rain sensing wipers. That's one less thing to think about. And it's got the Ford Quick Clear front windscreen. But what I like about this inside is it is ideal for a working tradesperson because there's little cubby holes and glove compartments all over it. Front and there's a cup holder. Yeah, there's lots of cup holders. Well, there's one in the middle there. You've got one at the end there, what? one up there. One there, one there. So that's five cup holders. And you know when you've been to a job and you've just got an invoice, just shove the invoice in the front bit there, which is perfect for an invoice. And then even above, because this is the high top version, it's got another whole shelf above me with more storage compartments, which I absolutely love. Something else I've missed from all the cars I've tested in previous episodes recently is this. Oh, an actual handbrake. How satisfying. Okay, let's take it for a spin. 
and we're off. Well, the wing mirrors are absolutely huge with the regular mirror at the top, two thirds of it and one third at the bottom uh, with magnified version covering the blind spot areas on both sides, which is absolutely essential in a van like this because it's so large and you don't want any cyclists coming up the insides and not spotting them. You right there, Dexter? I just, I just heard you laughing. What are you laughing at? <laughs> we are um, with Skylar today. Skylar and Rocky, the dogs as well. Thought we'd bring them out in the van because they can see out the window in here. There is absolutely no indication that I am in a large vehicle in terms of weight, drive, acceleration, handling. I think they're taking care of it with excellent power steering. A great acceleration system, which I'll come on to in just a moment. And good vision all round. Now, as is tradition in a van, it's only right that I've driven into an industrial estate. So I'm going to the electrical store. Now, it does have a rear camera, which is vital, seeing as there's no rear view mirror. And it seems to come as standard in a lot of cars and vans now, which is brilliant. Let's see what Dexter thinks of it. Do you like being high up, Dexter? Yes. Got a good view? Yes. But you're not happy because there's no games? Yes. Are you going to say anything else today? Mm, maybe. Oh, quietest you've ever been on the podcast. So in addition to the Eco Blue technology, you have Start Stop as well, which comes as standard. Or if you want to go even further, there's a plug-in hybrid now available, which can achieve 35 miles on the electric motor alone. And this is perfect for cutting the costs on short distance trips. So if you're a tradesperson and you're working in your local area, it is a lot of short distance trips. So this would save you loads of money. And this is thanks to the ever improving world of electronic drivetrain technology. And because of this, the hybrid transit only needs a tiny one litre EcoBoost petrol engine. I mean, my one today is a two litre diesel, but I'm just saying there's lots of options. This transit also features a new technology called acceleration control. This controls the rate of acceleration depending on how much the vehicle is loaded or part loaded. So depending on your driving style, this can reduce fuel economy by up to 15%. So even more eco-friendly points for Ford there and cost saving as well. In terms of how it drives, I am loving it. I like being high up. The power steering is as light as a feather. I do not feel in any way I'm driving something big and heavy. I've got good vision. Yeah, and the only thing that it doesn't have is games. I don't really like that now. But you're going to have to accept the fact that all cars are going to not have games. So this is that was just a one-off last time. One car had a game. <laughs> this van's even got a thing called smart service technology. So the vehicle doesn't have traditional service intervals. Instead, it measures several factors like oil, oil quantity, quality, engine load, temperature, speed. And then it's only serviced when it needs to be. So the van tells you, take me in for a service. Uh, one thing that's a little bit inconvenient and odd is the right-hand side of the six-seater cabin crew, the back row of three seats. You can only get out the vehicle on the left. And I found that really annoying because I had like a parcel in the back seat, pulled up, and uh, I couldn't get it. I had to walk all the way around to open the door. And the same happened uh, when the kids were in the back. So I know it's not a family vehicle. It's designed for a bunch of workers, but come on, why doesn't it open on both sides? 
In terms of looks, Rachel, my 17-year-old daughter, thought it was ugly. So if we were to get this, I don't think I'd have it in white. I think I'd have to put on larger alloy wheels. And I'm just not sure about the back windows. They just don't look cool. I think maybe they need uh, blacking out or something. Or why could we just get a white car and spray paint it? Well, there's always that. Please welcome to the Rock and Roll podcast, Oscar Conlon Mori. Hi, Oscar. Hi, Leona. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. It's great to have you on the podcast. You are in the wonderful musical Only Fools and Horses, which is absolutely awesome. Um, well, I say in it, well, you were before COVID, but we'll get on to yeah. that. Taking um, a, a short break. Yes, just a little rest. <laughs> um, but tell us about the show. How on earth did it become a musical? Well, I mean, that's the question, isn't it? I think it's <laughs> people are still shocked that it is. No. Um, so I, I received a, a message from my agent back in 2017 um, about this top secret project. Um, and they couldn't tell you anything about it other than it was a well-loved family sitcom set in South London, <laughs> circa 1980s, 90s, noughties. Um, and I was like, well, this can't be many things. Mm, wonder what that is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> top secret. Um, top secret. That, that went really well. Yeah. Um, so I was, yeah, immediately uh, such a fan of the series. I thought, well, this I've got to be involved with this. So I went to the audition, uh, got the job, and then we workshopped it for, for two years uh, before it came to be the musical that it is now. But it, when I was first told it was going to be a musical, I thought, well, this is this is crazy. This isn't going to appeal to the natural demographic of, of that show. Yeah. I mean, they're not your everyday musical goers, I wouldn't have thought, people who are, <laughs> are lovers of Only Fools and Horses. But we had, you know, the seal of approval from Chaz Hodges, who did a lot of the music. Um, unfortunately, he never saw it come to stage. He, he died before it did. Um John Sullivan, as well, who wrote the series, this musical was his last project before he died. Wow. So it really did have that kind of provenance and that sense of of, of being part of the Only Fool's legacy. So it yes, felt very I've natural Yes, because I've it. seen the musical. Um, I saw it just before everything got locked down. And um, I have to say, it was absolutely brilliant. If anybody has even half-heartedly seen the show and quite liked it, then you will love the musical because it is well-written, it's funny, you've managed to get all the songs into it as well and I was just blown away by it and I've been a bit of a fan ever since, um, following you on Twitter and everything, now getting you on the podcast. Um, (laughs) But uh, what are your roles in the actual show then? Because you play more than one character, don't you? I do, yeah. I'm I'm the only uh, track, the only actor, I suppose, who multi-roles within the show, and I play 13 characters. What? Um, yeah, it's quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I play, so from a, a Spanish barista to an Italian waiter, a Welsh hospital porter, uh, to a greasy cafe assistant. Um, but the two roles I play that you might recognise from the series are the dating agent who matches Raquel and Del Boy together. Yes. Uh, and I also play the baddie, Danny Driscoll, the lone yes. shark. Um, yeah, so it's a pretty broad, wide swathe of different characters for me. Yeah, all of your characters are what really stood out, actually, and you kind of stole the show. So uh, we, <laughs> we just thought it was hilarious. But um, 
Uh, as somebody who has been on stage every night up until a year ago, what have you been doing the past year? Well, eating and sleeping mostly. Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, actually, Leona, it's, it's a year on Saturday that we first met. That was our, it's our anniversary, darling. Congratulations. Because <laughs> um, it must have been the anniversary show, wasn't it, that I went to? Yeah, that's right. And that was your one year of doing the show. That's right, yeah. So one yeah, year so we, on, one year off. That's it. <laughs> it's exactly right. And honestly, it, it feels so strange. But we found out on the evening of the 16th of March that we wouldn't be performing again. Um, and at that time, we thought it might be a few weeks tops. Yes, we all did, didn't uh, we? Yeah, yeah, I remember so vividly. Um, so we all went to the pub and got slightly tipsy. And then I ended up belting the Sondheim song Losing My Mind into the next door tube carriage through the connecting window, uh, which ended up going viral on social media. Yes, this is an amazing clip and we'll put it, repost it for you on the socials because you've got to see this. It's absolutely <coughs> brilliant. The people in the tube carriage are like, what? What's he doing? <laughs> I was absolutely mortified the next morning. <laughs> um, but then it was then that I realised that this was a way that I could carry on entertaining people when the theatres were closed. Um, so now we're a year on, 38 videos later, uh, and it's definitely been the thing that's... that's so where are they? Are they on YouTube or your Twitter? Where are they? They're all on my Twitter on a pinned post so you can see them all one after the other, if you are so inclined. <laughs> and your Twitter name is? At Oscar underscore C underscore M underscore. Okay, good. Lots of underscores. So we'll have a look at that. Now, of course, in the TV show, there is a Robin Reliant. There's also one on the stage show. Um, any Robin Reliant uh, jokes in the show? Can't remember. Do you know, I was thinking about this. And this this was something that I was pulled up on on a, an interview last year. It's not a Robin Reliant, because that's what I said. It's actually a 1967 Reliant Regal Supervan 3. Wow, I'm so happy to be corrected on that. Wow. Well, this this was something that I had absolutely no idea about, but um, yeah, a super fan was very quick to pull me up on it, so I felt like I ought to. And I expect given, I given shall get told of off for this now as well. <laughs> I might have to edit this bit out. <laughs> well, I think in terms of there being jokes about it, I think the fact it's forever breaking down is the joke in itself. Yes. Uh, and of course, there's the sign in the window saying midwife on call so they can park anywhere they choose. So the um, one that's on the stage, is that literally a real car that you just wheel on and off? Yes, yes. So it's, it's one of very few Reliant Regals that are still in existence. Um, and we've kind of almost sacrilegiously hollowed it out uh, so, that it, so that it doesn't cause too much damage if it falls onto anyone on the front row. Yes, very sensible. Um, yeah, I now, think so. Now, Oscar, do you drive? I do. What have I you do, got? Though admittedly like an absolute granny. Um, <laughs> so I have uh, three vehicles that I have access to. Ooh. Um, all family vehicles. So we have the Honda Jazz. Yes. Which is the little runaround. Um, then my mother, who is an absolute petrol head, has a 1965 ex-Navy Land Rover Series 2A. Lovely. Uh, which is her little project. And uh, we also have a family transit van. <laughs> so we, How handy. Our, how handy. So our family business is antique stealing, so we go around to all the auctions with our tranny van. Is we really? are real-life Dell boys. You really are. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. And I hope your mum, Petrolhead, is listening to the podcast now. She absolutely will be. Hi, Mum. Great. Mom. <laughs> Great.
Um, so uh, what do you like to listen to when driving? I know that your singing is, is well known, um, but uh, do you sing when driving or do you listen to other music? I love to sing while driving. That's one of my absolute pleasures in life. Um, so, yeah, I do listen to a lot of musical soundtracks. Um, but I've also got a thing for 80s classics and some more obscure rock from that Ooh, time as well. Interesting. So, yeah, I love, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Queensryche. Yes. Yeah, so Operation Mindcrime, one of my favourite albums. Rush, uh, Hemispheres, La Villa Strangiato, 2112, those kind of uh, obscure kind of punk, verging on heavy rock. Yeah, I'm loving your album suggestions. Uh, that That's absolutely brilliant. Um, what driving songs do you play if you're feeling a bit down? Well, do you know, I think I regress <laughs> if, I'm feeling, <laughs> if I'm feeling low. I go back to the songs from my childhood. Um, so I play Naughty's alternative rock, My Chemical Romance, Black Parade, uh, which was the first concert I ever went to. Um, when when it was then called the Hallam FM Arena in Sheffield. I think it's been yes. Motorpoint Arena and Fly DSA Arena and all these. I don't know what it is now. But, uh, yeah, I think I, I love a good cry if I'm down, so I'll sit in that emotion and play some alternative punk. Yeah, because that's the beauty of being in a car. You can be as loud as you want, isolated, and it's just like your own little cave, isn't it? Yeah, it's cathartic. Just yes. let go. Definitely. Um, so I think you need to listen to these radio stations, Magic at the Musicals, um, yeah. Absolute Radio and Absolute 80s. Oh, and Absolute Classic Rock, based on all the things you've been suggesting there. I am writing them down as we speak. Brilliant. Um, OK, well, and um, what's your favourite of all the vehicles you've had over the years? Gosh, that's difficult. So my, my very first car was probably my favourite, for all the wrong reasons. It was a Malaysian import called a Parodua Nipper. Why did you have such a strange car to start with? Is that your mum? Is that your mum's probably, influence? Probably, but it was this. I mean, it wasn't safe, so I doubt it was my mum's influence. It was this tiny little tin can that I didn't fit in at all. I had to slouch to see out the windscreen, and the ceiling was like this underlay fabric. And at Lovely. one time, I remember so vividly driving to East Midlands Airport, and there's this nasty roundabout there. And as I was going round it, the ceiling felt dropped. Oh. And a family of beetles that had been living in there just <gasps> dropped down onto my head, covering me, and I just screamed, closed my eyes and hoped for the best on this awful roundabout in Nottingham. And you made it through. Wow. Made it through Gosh. to tell the tale. <laughs> oh, what a story. Well, on that note, just tell us when are you hopefully going to get back on the stage and we can all book our tickets. Well, this we don't know. There's been some really exciting murmurs from the government about reopening theatres, hopefully by the summer, um, but we're still still waiting for negotiations to take place. Brilliant. Well, Oscar, thank you for joining me and best of luck with the musical Only Fools and Horses. We hope that it's back on the stage as soon as possible. Thank you so much for having me, Leona. It's been lovely. Hi, Harley. Hey. How's it going? Very good. We just had your parents' evening online and it seems you're doing well in most subjects. All subjects. Apart from English, geography, uh, science, maths, RE, drama, PE. Apart from that, you're doing great. OK. Right, have you got a lockdown life philosophy for us, please? What words of wisdom can you share with us this week on the podcast? Uh, I actually have two philosophies, so... Ooh, OK. Harley's oh, Lockdown Life Philosophies. If tomatoes are fruits, 
doesn't it make ketchup a smoothie? And also, if money is the root of all evil, why do churches collect it? Harley's Lockdown Life Philosophies. Wow, lots to think about there, Harley. Thank you. All right, well, go and do some schoolwork. No, I'm going on the trampoline. Go on then, hop it. That was a really bad pun. So just before we move on to the album reviews, um, quick word from Shane, the producer. I can see that you're twitching there in the background. What, what do you want to say, Shane? Uh, twitching, I'm, I'm raging, Leona, if I'm honest with you. I am shocked and appalled. Oh, God, what have I done? What have I done? Very that you said. I, well, you called the van a Robin Reliant. Yeah, Robin Reliant, yeah. In no. Only Fools and Horses. No, 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 no. Now... If you want to be really technical, it's actually a Reliant Regal Supervan. But I, Isn't that I what you not Oscar that. said? Did he not correct me already? He did, yes. But I can forgive you for not knowing that. The bit that is infuriating to me and all classic car enthusiasts alike, it's a Reliant Robin, not a Robin Reliant. Who says Reliant Robin? Uh, pretty much anyone who knows what the car is. But any you know normal person yeah. like me and most people listening would say Robin Reliant, right? They would, but this is a motoring podcast and I insist on perfection. I've never claimed to be a motoring expert, but I tell you what, let's put it to a poll. Let's it get it on Twitter. Fun. Is it Robin Reliant or do you say Reliant Robin? So vote now on Twitter at Rock and Road Pod. Now, on to the albums. My album recommendations are, well, first of all, it has to be the new Kings of Leon album, which has just come out. It's called When You See Yourself. Now, Kings of Leon are a family. It's wonderful. They are three brothers called Caleb, Jared and Nathan and their cousin Matthew. And their surname is Follow Will. So there's four Follow Wills in one band and they're called Kings of Leon. Now, they are well known for having a lot of punch-ups and arguments and disputes and, as a result, have produced some really gritty, amazing albums. Now they've all started to get along. In fact, Nathan said, we've got kids now. We'll leave the fighting to the duelling eight-year-old cousins. And I think it's had a reflection on the album because it's quite a mellow album. But it has got some beautiful, lovely melodies. A little bit different from my usual hot rocking kind of album. We'll start with the first track, which is called When You See Yourself. And I like that because it's got quite a prominent bass line and a nice riff. Bandit is the single we've been playing on my show recently on Absolute Radio. But the standout track on the album for me is track six called Golden Restless Age. That is the best by far. Go straight to that track, number six, and enjoy. And it's on the new Kings of Leon album, which is out now. It's called When You See Yourself. Now, my classic album recommendation is what is kind of an obvious one. But it's one that I haven't played in full from start to finish for years. And I've just started to look through all my vinyl again now that I am almost ready to start playing some. Everything is in place. I've just got to set up the new record player now. And it's been a long wait. I haven't had a record player for years and years and years. So the album I've chosen is Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet. Just looking at this album sleeve just conjures up a kind of warm, cosy feeling from the 80s. There's something amazing about reminiscing your teenage years. This is the album that turned me into a rocker. I'd already been brought up on some good quality guitar-based music. My dad introduced me to Eric Clapton, Jimi Hendrix. But it wasn't until Bon Jovi's album, Slippery When Wet, that I really started to take notice. I loved Living on a Prayer, You Give Love a Bad Name. So I immediately bought the album, which opened with Let It Rock. You've got Social Disease, the classic Wanted Dead or Alive, which I have got on limited edition silver 12-inch vinyl, which I'll also photograph for the uh, Instagram as well. Just looking at it right now. What a beauty. 
Actually, this 12-inch has got Wanted Dead or Alive on side one, then Shot Through the Heart, which is one of their older tracks from their first album, Silent Night Live, and then Get Ready Live. I'm going to stick this on the record player when it's up and running. Get Ready Live? I bet that is awesome. I can't even remember it. Anyway, back to the album, Slippery When Wet. Side two, Raise Your Hands Without Love. Can't remember that too well. I'd Die For You, of course, Never Say Goodbye. Wild in the Streets, What An Album Closer. Proper rocking tune, that is. So, yeah, let's let's reminisce the good old days of Bon Jovi's Slippery Worm Wets because this is the album that changed everything for me. I got into this as a teenager and as a result of that, I thought, hmm, I like this kind of music. So I started buying Bon Jovi's early albums, some early Brian Adams albums. Then I moved on to Deep Purple, Led Zeppelin, and it grew and grew from there. But Slippery Worm Wet was where it all began. So let's all go and reminisce and listen to that great album once again. That's it from the Rock and Road podcast this week. Please subscribe on my YouTube channel, Leona Graham on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at Rock and Road Pod. Instagram is the same. It's lovely to hear from you. If you have any questions or any requests for the podcast, let me know. Next week, I'll be trying out a Suzuki Katana motorbike. And my special guest is somebody who was the lead singer of a very well-known band in the 80s. Don't miss it. Rock and Road Pod, the next one coming soon. Thank you for listening. 